podcast, Picks and Perspective, with Chris Johnson. Episode 17, with Mark Akubo, Vail Amaya. We talk about how racism is dumb and the inconvenience of nasal polyps. Check out Mark's music on the Players Pick podcast playlist on Spotify. Yeah, we should be good. Cool. Well, cheers, bro. Cheers. Good to hang out. This is a Players Pick Podcast episode number 17. Oh, nice. With Mark Akubo, Vela Maya. Welcome to the show, bro. Thanks for having me, man. So nice to uh, to get a chance to hang out and uh, and shoot the shoot the breeze. How's the uh, how's tour going so far? Oh, it's been great. Uh, I mean, it's it's a wild one. Uh, all the bands are yeah. extremely different, but um, it's been working out really well. The show's been really fun. You got uh, uh, Aaron uh, Intervals on uh-huh. the tour, and uh, who else is it? Strawberry Girls. Strawberry Girls, and then a band called Cryptodira. Who's I've never heard of them. Um. They are interesting. I, I can't even really describe what they sound like. I mean, it's kind of like maybe a little bit of Dillinger Escape Plan and Mr. Bungle mixed with some death metal, I guess. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I, I, I feel like that's an okay way to describe them. Pretty progressive. Bungle, man. Anybody, anytime that anybody still references Bungle these days, because like, I feel... OGs know Bungle, but like there's so there's like three or four generations that have no clue about Bungle. Oh yeah, well that was probably my favorite band in high school. So. Really, like oh, Disco yeah. Volante or all the whole all of it. I mean, California was probably my favorite yeah. one, but I liked all three because they were all so different from each Dude. other. California is is a gem. Yeah, yeah, total gem. It's like their pop album or something. But it's yeah, amazing. which is <laughs> strange to think of them as pop, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. it's so cool. Uh, well, this is you know players pick podcast. I'm always curious. Uh, what was when, when did you the relationship your relationship with guitar picks begin? Like who gave you your first guitar pick and like oh wow how did you get to play what you play now? Like was was there any interesting stories along the way? Um, wow, I, that's the first time anyone's ever asked me what my first guitar pick was. But I can honestly remember now. <laughs> like oh it, yeah, it was a it was a white and gold uh, Fender guitar pick. Oh, like a celluloid, like yeah, it was white with gold gold print on it, and I remember just thinking that was a cool color scheme, so I picked that one. And then they, you know, they have those those uh, kind of marble looking ones, yeah. like the brown marble ones, like tortoiseshell looking. Yeah, yeah. Um, my friend showed me that you could set those on fire and they burn up <laughs> in like a millisecond. So yes, like, they do. That's yes. that's like that was the cool thing about those. I don't, I never really used them, but set them on fire a lot did you know well, you might not know this but uh you know the the guitarist Django reinhardt yeah of course so you know celluloid uh celluloid flowers were a thing at one time i guess and in europe and uh creating like these is fake that what happened that's him? what happened to oh, his man. his hands like i guess a celluloid flower cart like lit on fire mm-hmm. and he got caught in the the commotion of it i don't know the details you know but then it fused those two fingers kind of together yep 
and he had to work with that for the rest of his career. And he killed it so hard. Yeah. <laughs> but every time I think about somebody like lighting celluloid on fire, I think about that story, and I'm like, whoa. Oh, well, now I feel kind of bad that I used to do that. No, <laughs> <laughs> it was a long time ago. It was totally unrelated. Yeah. I swear to God. Yeah. I was like 13. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that was way before your time. It's yeah. all good. So you had that. See, where did you did you find it at the guitar store, or did like somebody give it to you, or? Oh, it was at. A, I think it was at a guitar store. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Like, uh, did you take lessons early on, or? Um, no, I started out self-taught, and then um, I I got sent to Catholic school against my will oh. for my freshman year of high school, and um, I I joined the jazz band as kind of like something to do, and so I took some lessons so that I could be able to read the chords and whatever. Like, okay. And so that's kind of like what I did. And then as soon as I learned like everything I needed to know, I just stopped doing that. So you were playing, you were playing guitar in jazz band. Yeah. That's sick. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of like learned enough to, to read the chords and just kept going. Exactly. Yeah. I learned like, you know, my scales, uh, three notes per string or whatever. Yeah. That's how I first did it. And then, well, I went to music school after high school and then my jazz guitar teacher told, told me that I was playing my skills wrong and that I had to do it their way. So I had to relearn it their way. And then, then like I eventually showed them some songs I was writing and they were just like, Oh, I've never heard anything like that before. I've never seen these voicings. And like, Whoa. And it's like, damn bro. Like, I don't think I can learn too much more from you. I'm trying to like write my stuff, not, learn right. someone else's so, that's cool that's cool that you kind of knew you just needed to get uh, get kind of put down the path a little bit yeah so that you could kind of have the tools and start working with them yeah yeah and then i mean no one thought that the genre of music that i was trying to play was going to ever be anything it was just like oh it's like a subgenre of a subgenre <laughs> like it's, it's dumb you should just play jazz covers and, and i was just like, actually make some real money kid yeah like see you dude i'm, I'm gonna just <laughs> i'm just gonna drop out and be poor and do it and, i love it uh, i love it you stuck to your guns absolutely you yeah. followed your heart around it that's cool so uh so you had you had the white and gold one was the first one then you found like some tortoise shell and then did you play that style of regular size pick for a long time no um when i when I started taking guitar seriously is when I guess like probably discovered like dream theater or something like that. Uh -huh. And then I saw that I think John Petrucci was using jazz threes back then. Yep. And so those are really popular. And then in jazz band, actually there's these two dudes that could shred and I'd never seen anyone shred in person before. Cause it's before YouTube or right, whatever. Right. So it's like, Oh, like that's how you do that. Like <laughs> I was just like, I'd always heard it, but I've never actually seen what it looks like before. But then, yeah, they were using, like, the, um, those purple stubby picks. Oh, like yeah, the big stubbies. Yeah, the okay. 2.0 or 3.0s. Sure, or yeah. And so I got kind of turned on to those for a little bit. And so it was either those or Jazz 3s for, like, a real long time. Yeah, Tony McAlpine, it was, it was a big big, uh, big stubby 3.0 for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, he's just now come over to, to Dunlop Flow. But he, every time I think of big stubby, I think of him and I think of Neely Brosh. Neely's on the 2.0s. Got you. Tony's on the threes. Yeah. Or he's not on the threes anymore. But well nowadays I play thin thin picks. Like I like point six I think is what I play now. Point sixty? Yeah. Okay. Is it your Tortex Jazz three? Or No, no, just uh what regular Regular pick. Regular the orange point six that's it ones. Uh huh. Did we ever do any custom print for you? Did we, we do it? No, no. That that was we were talking about it now, but now now I hear uh, Oh well we'll you know <laughs> like uh Tim's gonna gonna hear this podcast uh later but he's 
He's going to have what's an up, email. Tim? Yeah, what's up, Tim <laughs> at Jim Dunlop? Marco Kubo needs some picks. I'm down. <laughs> I like picks. So so you just play the stock orange standard shape. Um, yeah. I mean, actually, there were some custom picks ordered uh-huh. for this tour that, I guess, like happened without me knowing about it. But they are a little too thick, so I've been using... The store stock bought ones. one stock okay. ones, yeah. So what came was this from like Intune or something? I think it was from Intune. Okay. And they, those guys are on point, dude. They, yeah. they you don't you can't slip or they'll just make picks for you. Dude, they're I mean they're <laughs> cool picks. They're just like not the just not the right size stuff. and yeah. stuff, yeah. There's like they had glow in the dark ones and then they have kind of like an under oath color scheme one and then these like kind of like that marble thing but pink. So Oh yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. So. Okay. And so you you kind of you kind of messed around with jazz threes and then just kind of end up coming back to our regular. Well, that was style. from from recording. Um, like, I think working with Misha from Periphery, like he was just like, "Yo, like it'll sound better if like you're playing chords with this. You can actually hear more note than uh, than pick noise." Yeah. And after like you know playing along to our, our CDs to practice or whatever, like it's kind of like, well, I, I need it to sound like this live too, so kind of retaught myself how to play using a thinner pick yeah using the using the the snap and and the flex of the pick to your advantage obviously yeah yeah because uh dude i have to i have to just stop and say like you're one of the sickest riff right and hook catchy hook dudes oh, on the planet right now especially with this last record i mean all the records have been great but false idol false all fa- false idols yeah no the false idol false Singular. idol yeah <laughs> yeah that's uh that is just such a there's so many sick grooves and uh and it's got you got to be you got to be uh nimble with a lot of what you're doing and it's like sometimes i can see a lot of the the riff writing could be potentially like easier and kind of like as you've dialed it back but like i'm all i'm pretty impressed now that i'm hearing this like it's such a thin pick and you have so many killer lead lines too that oh yeah I don't well, know. You're this able album to really was make it happen. I thought this one was like a little bit less showy than the previous ones. Is more okay about the songs, but yeah. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I mean like, I guess. I guess I've spent more time with this one than, oh, the, okay. than the previous. So uh, maybe that's just my perception. Of, oh, of that's awesome, scenario. man! But, I love uh, that. <laughs> but like, just thinking about it, like with in a rhythm wise, I, I personally have no problem with a thinner pick like that but then it's in the lead lines and when and and kind of switching between the two modes yeah which you do seamlessly oh, thanks. uh it, it it's, it's more impressive to, to know that you're doing it with a thin pick oh yeah you know? yeah i guess it's like i don't even really think about it i just it's also scarier for me to break strings using a thicker pick because like live uh, scenarios if i'm if i'm just feeling it and going hard like crunch just, and just, just take destroy it destroy everything and being the only guitar player is like it's really bad to break a string yeah you really can't yeah you don't yeah that's like a thing we don't need to do no yeah (laughs) what kind of strings do you play um i'm on ernie ball strings ernie balls what gauges i use uh the not even slinky ones the 12 to 56 i think and then i use a 70 for the low string okay that's all on six string yeah seven string a seven okay So seventy on the on the on, on the, the low B low yeah. B, which is dropped. It's sh- drop F sharp, F sharp. Yeah. Okay. So what's your tuning from low to high? It's uh, F sharp B F sharp B E G sharp C sharp. Whoa, yeah. that's kind of cool. So it's stacked. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we used to be a six string band. I would just tune a drop B, and so all I did was just add like an octave lower. So because everyone switched to eight strings, so I was like, oh, I'll just switch to seven. Yeah, and just drop. Yeah. Yeah. 
And now you're all on these Kiesels. Yeah. Tell me about that change. Like, what happened? And um, I well, I don't. I'm not gonna hate on any of the other no, companies I've worked to. with. They've yeah. all been great. But um, I guess I kind of signed to them at uh at a time when they were looking for, you know, uh, they they had their eyes set on something else, and uh, I kind of just slipped through the cracks. You know what I mean? I see. Like, you know, I I go to Nam every year. I don't like. I don't always announce that I'm going or whatever, but sure. like I would go and be like, Oh, do you want me here? <laughs> like I see my, my picture turn from a poster into like, like a small little thumbnail. Weird. <laughs> yeah. And okay. it's like, okay, I guess I'm not like as much of a priority. And Jeff had been hitting me up for years, honestly, just being like, he's a fan. Dude. He's such cool. a fan. Yeah. He's <laughs> been super awesome. And like, I was just trying to stay loyal and wait it out. Because I thought something big was going to happen, and uh, I don't know, he he just stayed persistent and caught me at the right time. So that's cool. Yeah. So, uh, how many Kiesels uh, you rocking on this tour? Um, well, because of a little mishap, I'm, I'm currently <laughs> rocking two, like one one and a, a backup. But uh, I'll I'll be receiving two more tomorrow because of some airport stuff from Australia. So, so you got like four on the tour then? Yeah, I'll have four. Plus, I have uh, the little acoustic guy that just rides in the in the wagon with oh, us. Oh, you got a Zeus acoustic? Yeah. Oh, nice. Seven string as well? Oh, uh, eight string. Oh, eight string. Yeah. Oh, that's super cool. That's a really fun instrument. Yeah. Just like even not even plugged in, it's like cool to just No, jam I just on. show it off to everybody yeah. pretty much. <laughs> that's so cool. Well, I, I mean, you've been hitting it pretty hard with the last couple of years, it seems like, you know, with album and, and tour and everything. Like, mm-hmm. what, uh, and you've been on the road for how long with this band? Like, it's... Oh geez, um, I want to say since I think our first tour is maybe 2006, but like wow, been doing it full time since 2007, since the end of 2007. And you put out what four or five re- five records, dude? Honestly, like six. Six? Uh, yeah. Is it six records? I think so. Okay, yeah. six records in like 12 years. Yeah. yeah. Damn, you you got your killing tool, man. <laughs> tool, tools done, hasn't put out one record yet. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be here without him. So. A whole, a whole, a whole band's life cycle so far has happened, yeah. you know, like is currently happening in the time they're they're trying to finish up one record. That's very true. Uh, well, I guess in, on your journeys, I'm curious, like, uh, you know, how do you? Because this thing on the road, being on the road, is can be is obviously fun. It's a dream come true. But like, you know, how do you stay balanced? How do you keep your your cool here? You know, because it can be a lot of tension and and trying to get a lot of things done right that's very true yeah um i guess it's like well being a leader you have to kind of like um have have like kind of like a safe way to to get your aggression out like maybe like a safe person to talk to that's not like working Mm -hmm. with you so you're not getting resentment for yeah for like having a bad day or whatever you know what i mean sure it's like having like a, a positive outlet is really good um obviously like being on one of these vehicles where we have bunks is like super beneficial because you can kind of just you know have your alone time if you need it mm-hmm. um but i mean what keeps me going is just seeing like it's like man we, we get to truly make people happy and like we get to kind of throw a party where we're like the, the cool kids which is not how <laughs> things would be at home so it's um I don't know it's like it's a great opportunity to like kind of pay it forward and so I where where are you best. based at uh chicago chicago okay 
And so, yeah, I mean, like being on tour is like throwing the, you're you're hosting a party every night or every other night, right? As, yep. you, as you run around town, around around the country, and uh, and have people show up, and you're just like, yo, check it out. This we we ca- we, we curated a playlist for you. Yeah, you yeah, know? and like go around and hug people and show them that like nerds are cool and like you you can yeah. you can do this. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Do you you feel like? Um, do you feel like uh, you're able to maintain like a level? I mean, of of happiness and like and and. Uh, I try my best. I'm I've. I I do like this a lot, and it is very important. Like the people that you're around, that that's that's also a game changer. Sure. Uh, I got to fill in for a band called Volumes a, a few months ago. Oh, sick! And I know uh, Diego a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. got to fill in for Diego. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. But um. That was uh that was a really good learning experience for me, like just to experience what it's like in a different camp and like sure. how everyone treats each other. And yeah, I mean, I just I just really like it. I like being around my friends and I like making people happy. So it's That's a good rad. way to do it. What uh, do you, have you learned anything in particular on, on your journeys, like in your all your time, uh, you know, touring the world and uh, and writing records. Um, you know, it could be about the music business or, or touring, or it could just be about life. I'm curious if there's anything that you could impart. So much. I mean, yeah. I guess like where where to start? Yeah, yeah, anything. Like share anything. Oh man. Well, I mean, getting getting to travel and see the world, and then like coming back home to see everybody like argue about politics on Facebook or whatever mm. is just hilarious to me. <laughs> It's it's crazy like how similar everybody really is and like how mm. how much everyone cares about everyone else's like political agenda or whatever or or like racism that's that's hilarious to me too or like when, you see, when someone will say to me like go back to your country uh, <laughs> I love what that. is going on that's so funny man. that is weird like, yeah that's something like go around the world and it's like bro like you're white it means you're from europe and you've probably never even been there so probably not me. even been i'm like my country's america this is like <laughs> this is where i was born this is where i was born this is like where my my uh ethnic combination could could get made because yeah. you know like yeah I, I i agree i mean i haven't traveled probably as much as you but it is interesting to, to leave and come back and just kind of see the vibe everywhere else generally is uh i don't want to say everywhere else but you know it's not as seemingly as polarized as it is here you know yeah. like people just want to take sides and they it's like i think it's kind of manufactured in a way mm-hmm. it just it feels like it. it feels like they want us to be at each other's throats so we're not like taking them to task well yeah you know? everyone um will like like when they're trying to say like another side's opinion they're like the the left says this or the right says this when really everyone's pretty much in the middle but because of like maybe one thing they disagree with they have to be identified as this side or, or this side or i don't know yeah and it's just crazy how passionate people like even even my own family you know like really it's crazy well i what uh what do you think is the the way to uh to alleviate some of that like do you how, how do you deal with it you know um i have right well with the way things are currently going i kind of just sit back and watch but sure but i mean getting to like i don't know like i guess like you know i've been to russia a bunch of times or i've been to you know asia or whatever and Mm -hmm. like there's everyone's awesome (laughs) like everyone's really cool like 
it's not like I, I guess the, go the government doesn't represent the people necessarily and like everyone mm -hmm. everyone's opinions that they hear from television are just it's just weird to me seems similar around the world too i don't it doesn't i don't necessarily know of or see any governments around the world exactly representing the people so you know it seems like nordic yeah seems like nordic and like icelandic and like these mm -hmm. like countries seem to have a closer they they got it man. yeah i mean also like their countries um like if you go to Russia and you watch TV, it's like American television, but with some someone speaking Russian on top of it. Oh, okay. But then if you go to like Scandinavia, uh, everyone has can speak English with like almost perfect American accents because they all learn from television because they just have subtitles. Got it. And like, it's it, that's crazy. Like I guess like American influence on the world is like if you like movies, you know, <laughs> or music, it's like you have to kind of like America. Sure, sure, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, we've done a few things okay, you know, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, we definitely have a big influence. And yeah. uh, we could just probably learn to be a little kinder and a little bit more attentive, you know, to other people and yeah. not be not be so quick to, to get at each other's throats, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean I've mean, i had to, like, growing up, like, I grew up with a lot of, like, people that I guess would be considered racist. But, like, I guess I didn't, I didn't really see it. Like, after, like, hanging out with them, after they got to know me, then they're just, like, wait like maybe everyone isn't like that and there's just like these people were mean to me and so i just judge everybody or whatever mm -hmm. and i it's uh it seems like racism t is more like inexperienced than than anything else you know? right well it's definitely in our in our minds you know i mean it's, we're definitely manufacturing it because there's no it's something you know something that we created to yeah. like to, on some level uh because it's not something we you don't see kids necessarily what come you know growing up without the influence of yeah. that just reverting to that mm -hmm. without somebody showing them the way you know um, yeah it's a taught thing but it'll yeah. be like i mean i guess i'm just also just talking about a lot of like online stuff but there'll be mm -hmm. like someone will say something like white people do this or black people do this and right. it's like bro you have like 200 friends on facebook and you're gonna say like you know every black person <laughs> like, yeah what yeah are you yeah talking about? no it's true <laughs> <laughs> your your slice of the pie uh, of this, <laughs> this grand experience is pretty small yeah. so yeah maybe not be so quick to generalize right yeah exactly um any any uh any tour uh do you do you like uh have a uh a formula for your day at all? Do you do, you, do you exercise totally. or do you like do many meditations or do anything? Like Honestly, I should. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I typically I wake up and um, I guess uh, get my brain together in my bunk for a second and make some coffee, eat some breakfast, and then like yeah, we have a schedule on this tour. We have to do sound check, then meet and greet, and then stuff like this and then yeah. uh and then it's party time you know yeah yeah who you have a you have a particular coffee uh preference how do you how do you take it me uh i'll just do i'm like a, more of a regular guy we just got this fancy coffee machine which oh, is, looks nice over yeah, there. yeah it's more for everybody else than for me <laughs> do you draw so you just black coffee um or yeah black coffee or maybe like some creamer or whatever. a little cream no sugar um well i'll do the sweetened cream kind yeah you know, okay whatever okay. <laughs> I'm just curious because I'm a coffee. I'm a coffee free, uh, oh, okay. you know, fan too. And it's always interesting. You know, some people uh, like like real foo foo coffee. Some people real strip. Some people are very, you know. Well, um, particular right now at the moment, I do not have a sense of smell, so that kind of like limits my um, ability to to 
like differentiate, differentiate yeah. everything. So like, I'll just take whatever. What's that? What, what's causing that? Um, I have, I grow polyps in my nose and like in my sinuses. I've, I've had three surgeries on it, but, Whoa. um, eventually they're just like, uh, they're non-cancerous tumors, but they okay. like sometimes spread close to my brain or to my eyeball. So like it can get pretty weird, but, uh, eventually they, they start to cover the nerve that is the sense of smell in my okay. nose. And right now it's covered. That's interesting. I actually have my brother, um, had to have a couple of surgeries, uh, and he had his sinuses removed when, when he was like 18, 19. Oh, brutal. And so he's got like where the sinuses would be, uh, it's kind of a cavern, right? And yeah. so he has to deal with get like opposite, like he just not clogging up. It's like, there's uh it's too, too much stuff is able to get in, like just by regular breathing, you know, oh. so you have to kind of, it, it ends up kind of getting inflamed and it has to be drained mm-hmm. on a regular basis. So he's, uh. And, and it was all about because it was a little bit of a tumor that was growing into his eye and his brain as well. Yeah. And uh, had they not done it, they, it would have just made him go crazy by touching his brain first and then, like, made him go blind in an eye. Yep. That's exactly where I was at. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so did you have to have, like, a, a, a an invasive thing or has it all been able to go through the nose? Through through the nose. Okay. But the last one was, like, super crazy. Like, they had to break the partition in my forehead and... So now I don't have that anymore. Yeah. And yeah, it was like, I mean, that he was a really good surgeon, but like I wasn't able to do all the follow-up appointments to find out what's causing it because I have to go on tour. Oh, man. So it's still a little bit unknown, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's not, but you said it's all benign. It's just like, like it's just kind of extra stuff growing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Same same with my brother. He, they actually replaced his forehead there's like it's kind of a false shell there oh wow which is kind of an interesting thing too because they had because there was so much of it attached to the inside of the the, the, the like the forehead i guess yeah yeah right now it's not really bothering me it's just i can't smell it's, a, it's not that big of a deal so you have a you'll be able to go in for like a routine like cleanup or wh- how does that work <sighs> no it would probably surgery? have to be a surgery again yeah really yeah how, so how fast does it grow then um well this this last one didn't even make it a year <laughs> oh man yeah and it's like kind of not worth it to pay off every few years you know like, right right it's not if it's not actually making a difference but maybe um, if i take a year off touring which i'm not going to <laughs> right 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 well i wish you i wish uh you for you to find uh so the cause of that at some point if you get to take some downtime and like yeah sort it out yeah but it's it's seriously not that big of a deal it's like as long as you know, nothing's on fire or, right. you know, I mean, you have, you have some smell, but not, or, no. or zero smell, zero smell right now, but oh. you just have a, So you just have a sensation of air going in and out when you breathe, yep. but you don't, there's no, there's no flavor to it, <sighs> Wow. <laughs> but I know what everything smells like still. Yeah. Like I've had a sense of smell for most of my life. So sure. Sure. It's all sure. like programmed in my brain. I can still taste. Okay. Stuff. It's so connected to, to, to taste, though. It's kind of an interesting thing to consider. Yeah. So if I was, like, to say I was to hit, hit like, a vape pen or whatever, yeah. and someone's like, oh, it's, like, mango flavored, like, it would not taste like anything. <laughs> it would just be, like, chemicals. Or- you don't have, like, even, like, a ta- you have less of a, you have a bit of a taste on the tongue, though, yeah, still? Um, or is it Not so for connected? stuff like that, I guess, but uh, for food, yeah, I can taste it for sure. Okay. Huh. Well, you probably have it. It's probably uh, maybe in some ways it's a blessing because you don't smell all the bomb ass stuff as you walk down the street. You're like <laughs> not not falsely hungry. 
Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but that's a good thing to be hungry. I, uh, I mean... Like, it's not good to be falsely hungry, right? Yeah. Like, you know, that's all I'm saying. Like, you, like, you could go, oh, I'd, I could eat just out of boredom, you know, and just like, oh, that smells really good. Yeah. But... No, I don't have that issue, I guess. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, do you... Uh, do you have any, like... Um, do you have any, any bands or, or any... Um, music that you've been listening to lately that like you could shout out like uh i'm always looking for stuff especially when if, if somebody's been listening to something that's not that well known oh okay. that we could talk about like maybe met him on tour somewhere or yo um i could definitely do a shout out for that uh the homie steven toronto or whatever yeah he just signed to the abasi guitars he oh. just dropped an ep like a few days ago and it's really good he just signed a deal with Abasi Guitars? Yeah, he's like the first endorsee for Abasi Guitars. Oh, sick. And Congrats, Steven. Yeah, he's killing it. And then, um, obviously, like, last year, everyone was about the Midnight. Have you heard that? Midnight? No, I don't know. Oh, it's like kind of like an 80s kind of synthwave thing where they're super catchy songs, and they're oh. just blowing up really quickly. I missed that. I'll have to check it out. Definitely check it out. It's great. But, yeah, right now, I'm, I guess I'm supposed to be writing, so I don't really... I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking for inspiration myself. Okay. A lot of that's been coming from the bands that we've been touring with. I, mean, I guess we've been touring a lot with Dance Gavin Dance. So like, it's a great on, band. Yeah, they've been doing really well. So I'm stoked on them and their music right now. Sure, <laughs> sure. And so, so you're in the process already now for writing the, ne- the next record? Yeah, yeah. I recently put together a studio, and now, now I got to make work with it. You got to get a couple of tracks that you're already on, in, in, down the road I have like, with? Or? Yeah, I got maybe like three three demos of songs, like three skeletons. Sure, sure. I guess. That's cool. Do you, uh, you, you have a timeline for when you want to be done? or As soon as possible. Like, oh. <laughs> before this tour would have been great, but it just didn't work out like that. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, so it's like now would be great, but like... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I need that magic again. It's kind of, it's hard to, you know outdo yourself like six times in and then still kind of keep it fresh i guess yeah that's so that's that's an interesting concept that you you bring up because like a lot of people that that haven't even that haven't left their town or their area yet with their band you know like oftentimes because you know there's they they idolize the scenario that you're at that of where you're at right because you're cruising through town and you're and your bus yeah you know headlining the cool the cool uh you know uh, venue in their town uh, but they don't recognize like that there's so much pressure especially after five six records down down the road oh there's w- so much pressure man to, to <laughs> like because i know i know uh a, lo- a lot of a lot of guitarists are in this position too because they're a lot of times they're the lead writers right like yeah and exactly. so you're they're kind of looking to to you for some direction like and then help fill in the the, the whole spectrum right oh, exactly yeah yeah, it's that's tough. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like, well, do you do you find have you found any methods to try and like keep it fresh for you? Is it about just listening to new music and then taking breaks and like kind of alternating in and out or what what's it like for you? Well, it used to be like that because like you know, all the bands that I looked up to were like older than me or like, you know, keep still putting stuff out, but now it's like yeah. now we're we're still here and like now there's you've taken their place there's nothing new yeah there's nothing uh, new from the stuff that i used to look up to so like uh, it's like now it's kind of like well what would they do or what would i do or like how do i even like i used to have like dudes that i looked up to to like 
kind of be like, oh, they would do this. That's cool. But now it's new uh, territory. It's a lot different. You know? what, what would be like maybe your top three dudes that you would used to look up to? Oh, today? back in the day, man. Um, I guess when we were starting, like I was like, oh, I want to be like kind of like this, you know, 70s progressive rock band, but like kind of like a melodic death metal thrash band and with Meshuga like breakdowns or whatever because like back in chicago when we were starting like death metal was was just not that big Mm -hmm. and like that's where that's what i was into but like the hard hardcore metalcore was just blowing up and i just like i thought it was cool i like i love the energy but the um, i just thought that the the music was kind of like uh, like kind of like a half-assed at the gates kind of thing. Oh yeah, because yeah, they all have the do bat do bat do bat yeah. do bat. You know, and it was like slow, and the breakdowns and were the just break- real cheesy and like yeah, it just, like, it's man, like so we, simplistic. I, yeah, I could do this like cooler. So like I yeah. just kind of, you know, I came from like you know a melodic death metal kind of background already. So it kind of just mixed that with like breakdowns that I thought were cool or sure and then that kind of turned into like a whole sound in its own and then now i've just been pushing that as far as i can take it you have it's so sick <laughs> yeah we're all we're all happy and uh you know what i would so i'll just give you a little bit of advice in this process yeah okay? yeah appreciate that take it easy <laughs> like you're already marco kubo oh yeah, yeah right. that's that's pretty cool in itself dude yeah so you're here now you've been doing this mm-hmm. uh and we like you uh so I think you're. I think you're good. I think you can just go ahead and do the thing that you like to do. Yeah. And let it be what it is. Like. Uh, That's the hardest part is just letting go of everything yeah. and just doing doing it for fun again. Yeah. Because yeah. you got. Because the thing is, I I know that the like the term and the and the concept of wanting to outdo the last thing is always a thing, right? Because especially with the nature of an extreme band, extreme genre band, that it's always like it's pushing. Because everybody, I think at this ever since probably pantera put out far beyond driven oh yeah just that title and and if you saw if you saw any of the the promo with phil you know during the time when they put the record out and they're just like we had to take to go back to the yep. drawing board and just like reinvent make us just do it one step bigger you know like yeah. this whole thing right you know you're like i think everybody kind of probably saw that in this genre on some level and then it passed it along if if you hadn't seen it and everybody's like we got to do better we got to do bigger the, the 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 nature of this beast is extreme yeah so you keep pushing you keep going but uh that sometimes the way you stay relevant is by relax you know i i think especially in your place because you have achieved so much so far you know like take a break like don't take a break in the in the way that what where you keep working and just you're just doing what you do because yeah. you're great at it the more you relax you're gonna have more creativity instead of being too you know rigid with your timeline even yeah. though you want it now <laughs> well i mean also yeah. we've like released so many different kind of songs at this point where like everyone's got their favorite like it, it'll start a fight just based <laughs> off of like anything like it's like oh this one's better this one's better like everything new they do sucks or their old stuff sucks or whatever there's like no way to win if i have been paying attention to what everyone else thinks about us that's right it's almost better just to see what flows out of you and and yeah yeah it's mostly important that i still like what i'm doing like and if i still like it then then it's fine because how how bad is it gonna suck if you don't like what you're doing and then you get on stage you have to get on stage to do it every night yeah you know i mean that's exactly yeah 
That's no good. <laughs> that's no good at all, my friend. That's not that's not the like the feeling of joy that I get when like something I created is making other people happy. And it's like, right. I did that. I mean, I don't know. It has to like resonate with me too. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, it's coming from you, and I think that's well. When anytime art comes from an artist, like you, a uh, you hope that the art that the artist doesn't. At least in my opinion, I, I hope that the artist doesn't. Uh, actually explain it too much right and give too much and yeah. just kind of like throws it out there and lets you have it and kind of like you know you, you get asked questions regardless but mm-hmm. it's kind of it's cool when uh, you throw it out there and and, and we have to kind of work for it a little bit so for you to like you know take like, some twists and turns like and, and and explore new territory i think we'll be all happy with that oh yeah well i mean i guess like what the stuff that i've been doing so far is it's coming correct for sure. It's just, uh, it was mostly building the studio for the last few months. So uh, like now that I have that, which has been like a lifelong goal of mine. Yeah. Like now that I have like a sanctuary to, to do my thing. Like, is it at or around your house? Yep. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, I pretty much made it my, my, my house, but I moved out of a, a roommate situation to have my own thing. Yeah. So you got your living quarters and then you got this space. Yeah. This is my first time in my life of having everything that I own in the same so vicinity. Congratulations on that. <laughs> Thanks, man. Any any key pieces of gear that have been like monumental? Oh, I did get a lot of new gear for this. Um, I got the Universal Audio um, interface thing. Okay, yeah, that thing's cool. Um, but uh, and and the Kiesel guitars, so of course, that, that, yeah. <laughs> and then um, yeah, I guess I'm demoing stuff like just pretty much using vst amps okay and then like so that i could set it out to get mixed by someone that knows what's up later sure sure so, and, and reamped or whatever exactly. and all that stuff yeah mm-hmm. so you have a bunch of the kind of like raw tracks that you'll throw the initial tones on and then they can always like double up triple up yep and then i got um well sam our drummer got a two box electronic drum kit so so we can demo stuff with, with drums too. It's, it's made by Two Box. Two Box, yeah. No, I haven't heard of them. It's um. Well, he's with um, Tama, and I think it's like kind of in it's, the same related to Tama. Yeah. Okay, I have to check. check it's cool. It, out. it connects with uh, Superior Drummer Three like really well, oh. seamlessly. So that's that's what I've been demoing with. That's probably the best thing ever. Then. Yeah. Because Tune Track rules. Yeah, Tune Track rules. Shout oh, out to yeah. Bill Terrell. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the whole Tune Track crew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love those guys and uh yeah I'm 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 stoked on that whole I I use the easy drummer it's super easy you yeah. just like drag and drop loops and mess around with it totally so I enjoy that any any last uh bands or our guitar players that you want to like make sure the world knows about uh I mean, wow um trying to think of a band that that I like Yo, okay. I recently started checking out Japanese bands, and okay. there's there's one called Passe Pied. I think is how you say yeah, it. You gotta spell it. It's like P A S S E P I E D. Okay. I really like them a lot. And then there's another one called Soko Ni Naru. Okay. <laughs> and You're gonna have to send me a text. With it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Spell it. Uh, yeah, and both of those bands I thought were really really cool but I don't know if they'll take off in America or are not. they heavy or what are they what, um, what style would you describe them as I would say the first one's kind of like a kind of like a technical Japanese pop band oh the cool. female singer and then the the second one's like a three piece that's almost like 
kind of like a tech metal band, but was singing and uh, it's a male and female like guitar and bass and just shredding in. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. That's super cool. Rad, man. Well, I appreciate uh, you taking the time to share, uh, you know, some, some information with us about the picks and, uh, and, <laughs> and your life and stuff. That's a great idea for a podcast. <laughs> well, thanks, man. Uh, it's just getting started. Players Pick Podcast. Picks and Perspective with Chris Johnson. Pool table. Painkiller.